0: Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. The college basketball season is here, and three of the Capital Region's Division I teams tip off Tuesday. The Siena men visit St. Bonaventure. The U Albany men host Towson. And the Siena women play at Binghamton. The U Albany women host Hofstra on Wednesday. I have interviews with three of the coaches. Let's start with Siena men's head coach, Carmen Mazzarello. The Saints were the MAC regular season coach champions with Monmouth, winning 12 of the 16 games they played during the coronavirus pandemic last year. The Saints lost to Iona in the MAC tournament quarterfinal. Siena lost key players in Jalen Pickett and Manny Camper. The Saints were picked to finish eighth this season in the Matt Coaches Poll. Here is my conversation with Carmen Massarello. Well, Carmen, welcome back to the podcast. And my first question to you is, does it feel normal again?
1: Oh, man, it, it, it does. Uh, you know, we're thankful to be able to play an exhibition game at the Times Union Center. And that was uh, just... Awesome having over four thousand fans for a a game that really didn't mean anything, but a chance for them to see our new guys and players. um, You know, in the middle of of getting ready for Saint Bonaventure, and uh, you know the the preparation is real. And I'm sure playing a top twenty-five team on the road for their first game. With fans, you know, out of a pandemic for them too, with their first national ranking in a long, long time, is going to be uh, a, an amazing experience for our guys. And
0: of course, the uh, Franciscan Cup on the line in that game as well. I mean, that's got to be feel. Not, not, what a way to open the season!
1: You know what? I just figured get that trip out of the way early. Uh, kind of. Challenge us from the start, you know. I think we we always play a challenging schedule. You know, that's kind of our scheduling philosophy uh, here, but also mine as well, to get this team ready to be playing the best basketball we can in March.
0: So, walk me through last year. What was it like? I mean, you had you had some postponements and just not you know playing at games at at on campus for the first time in years. I mean, just how difficult of a season was it? I mean, you ended up winning the regular, you know, getting the regular season crown, but just how tough was it
2: last year? Yeah, it
1: was uh, definitely a a whirlwind of emotions and, you know, different ebbs and flows and ups and downs. Uh, You know, we were the second latest team to start playing in the country, so I think our first game was January 4th. Uh, On top of that, you know, you had to deal with the scheduling pieces and being able to adjust. You had opponents that you got, kind of flip flopped with to play, uh so you couldn't really plan ahead and prep like you'd want to. Um but overall, you know what I I really took the mindset of, you know, you control what you can control and when it's all said and done, uh a credit to, you know, our staff here, our administration, our trainers, our doctors, and uh our guys were just thankful to play. And when it's all said and done you want to be able to just give your guys the chance to win. And, you know, for me, I looked at it a little differently. I wanted them to enjoy really being on the court since they had all these different protocols and regulations they had to deal with, you know, off the court. So when they were on the court, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, aggressive, confident, loose style of play. Now, I think our execution suffered, but I thought the guys at least mentally had a way to kind of escape what was going on outside and, and really try to just do what they loved and that was play basketball and we did a lot of mental performance coaching and yoga and stretching and lifting and so i I wasn't on the court with them too much we tried to do a bunch of other things just to keep them healthy um
2: both mentally and physically
0: how much uh how much important is it this year to be able to you know be with these guys in practice and not have uh, zoom uh
1: meetings Oh man, if I don't have to be on the zoom ever again, uh, you know, I think that'd be amazing, but yeah, no, it's great to have just one-on-one meetings with him in my office. You know, we always, you know, work on role definition and, you know, who, who are we going to be? What is our identity going to be? And what is each individual's identity in that grand scheme of things when you put those parts to make the team? And uh, it's been awesome just being able to be on the court, you know, having you know so many new faces, but all energetic and enthusiastic guys that want to be a part of a winning program and something special. And so for me, it's really been a, a joy to coach. Now it's obviously a lot of work with trying to, you know, teach, numerous things because you got guys from all different backgrounds and you know they had different footwork and they were taught different things here and there and now it's about building that trust and showing them hey this is how we do it and this
2: is
0: the why. Um, You're going there this year with no Jalen Pickett, uh, no Manny Camper. What is this this team's identity going to be and who's going to replace those guys?
1: Yeah you know what I think stylistically it'll be a little different you know we won't have a, a ball dominant point guard uh, we'll want to get it up and down the floor a little bit, but also be able to play possession by possessions and grind some games out. Um, but you know, Anthony Gaines, Jackson Stormo, uh, I think those two guys. I think Aiden Carpenter continues to grow and, and develop, which is just great. You know, and, and our whole mindset with all of these young men is just to get them to grow every single day. You know, get them to understand. Hey, we just have to make sure we're getting better every time we step on the court and uh, those guys are doing it. You know, I love our newcomers, especially our freshmen, Jared Billups and JB McCullum. both guys, I think um, have a chance to, you know, do special things in their four years here. And uh, you know, then some of the other transfers, Jace Johnson, Kobe Rogers, uh, Jordan Kellyer, you know, all those guys I think are going to make an impact, as well as Michael Baer, who came from Iowa, who was, a, you know, went from a manager to a walk on to now a, a scholarship grad student. So he's going to have, you know, he's got two undergraduate degrees from Iowa and he's going to get a master's from Siena. So just really excited about the character of these guys and the type of people they are. Um, you know, I think they're a great representation of our college.
0: I mean, you all these new guys are, they're trying to I me mean, trying to get these guys together is going say be a work in progress as the season goes on before you start mac play
1: you know what i, I think we've had you know a, a couple of nagging injuries and guys that have been kind of in and out of practice and so it's just trying to build that chemistry um but i think for the most part you know we want to still do what we can to win games, regardless if it's, um, you know, looking pretty or not stylistically, right? We want to find ways to win games, whether it's, you know, getting to the foul line or getting it off the offensive glass. And then obviously I think the one thing, you know, we got to make sure is that our defense, you know, always stands the test, right? Defense travels, especially with champ- championship teams. And we want to make sure that defense is intact night in and night out, regardless if we're able to be a, a highly efficient offensive team or we're throwing that thing off the backboard, which, Hopefully that doesn't happen, but at the end of the day, if you're defending and you rebound, you know, you hope you can stay in games.
0: Yeah, we, yeah the, co- the coaches poll came out, uh, about a, I guess, about a month ago, and uh, I, think, I think the headline is probably appropriate that was put on uh, Michael Kelly's story, the uh, usually unreliable Mac men's <coughs> proud basketball preseason poll. You guys were picked eighth. I mean, you guys picked, picked, picked first uh, recently in recent polls, but uh, does the eighth place sound too low?
1: Oh, I don't even care what those (laughs) things say. Um, You know, my first year we were picked preseason sixth and we won the league. And uh, We're one of the hottest teams in the country before the pandemic hit. And then, you know, having a team that's the second latest to start in the country uh, as a preseason unanimous favorite to be picked preseason one, to not play any non conference and be the, the obviously the latest team in the conference to start and then to still win the regular season title. You know, I, I I'm just proud, of, you know, we were able to do it. But as that shows, right, there's no rhyme or reason. You know, you see other teams that are picked, you know, in various spots and at the end of the day you can't put much thought into it. I think it's kind of much wasted time. But what we'll do is we'll make sure we're giving everything we got every time we step on the floor, regardless what the, the preseason prognosticators pick.
0: Well, I know, uh, you know covering ECAC hockey. I mean, with, with eight of the twelve teams not playing last year, I was throwing darts at a dartboard trying to figure out uh, who the top teams were going to be. So it's a, with the pandemic last year, so it's kind of uh, crazy. But I, you know, I see Iona as a unanimous number one with Rick Pitino there uh, coaching again. Uh, is Iona that that good? That they're good? That they got the, all the votes for first place?
1: I mean, I think you know they went to the NCAA tournament. They uh, they do a great job. They have you know good players, obviously an exceptional coach, and you know I think that's that's the right pick for the for the number one spot in the preseason. You know, reigning conference champion, right? So, um, but I think everything else, you know, behind that is you know you can like you said, you can throw darts on a dartboard, but i think when it's all said and done i think experience leadership um veteran guys and that's the the tough part right you get a lot of teams i know uh, you know that return you know they're starting five and they may not even be picked in the in the top four or five or you know you get guys that have transferred and you know it's funny you read some of these preseason you know magazines that come out they'll have guys on rosters that aren't even there anymore so it's you know i just think it's gonna be one of those things you know that you can't make any any kind of assumptions right now it's hey get better every day and, and then whoever steps on that court against you you got to make sure they're knowing what Siena basketball is all about that's our goal
0: yeah obviously last last year you got to play the games on campus was it kind of fun being back on campus playing games
1: uh we love the times union center obviously you know we get tremendous support from our fans so um i think you know out of convenience it was good because we didn't have to worry about you know going down to the arena and shooting down there and practicing down there um but at the end of the day, you know, we loved that. I mean, we were just happy to be playing, so I don't think it mattered where we played uh, last year as long as we were able to get on the court.
0: Yeah. Looking at your schedule, I mean, obviously you open up with uh, a good contest on Tuesday against St. Bonaventure. November 19th, you head down to Washington, D.C. to play Georgetown. I mean, how much, you, how much fun is that going to be, with the, especially with uh, Patrick Ewing coaching Georgetown?
1: Yeah, and Coach Orr, who coached me here at Siena there. So, no, I'm excited. You know, it's funny. I've known Coach Ewing for a long time and got to meet him. I actually interviewed for a spot on his staff um, when he got the job. And I was actually an assistant at George Washington at the time. And I've just kept in touch with Coach Ewing and just a tremendous man. I'm I'm excited just to give our guys that experience, you know, playing down there in a Big East arena you know nba arena and let our guys kind of enjoy that competition for me that's that's really what it's about
0: well well car appreciate a few minutes uh good luck this season and hopefully we'll keep in touch uh, as the season progresses
1: thanks so much
0: have a great one we move over to the albany men's basketball team the great danes have a new head coach in Dwayne killings he replaced will brown killings takes over a great danes team that went seven and nine including six and six in america east play here is my conversation with Dwayne Killings. Dwayne, uh, welcome back to the podcast. How are things uh getting ready as you get ready for your first uh game Tuesday? Doing
2: great, man. You know, we're uh excited to finally be able to get going and get ready to play. And you know, time is uh time is moving fast, but it, it's time to play. You know, and, and I think it's time for our guys, time for our program. I think it's time for people to come out and support us to see what we got going on. So we're excited to get rolling your Tuesday night.
0: What has life been like for you since you got the job and since we last talked? I mean, it, I mean yeah, obviously recruiting, uh, bringing some new players in, getting to know the players that uh, stayed stayed around uh, from last year's team. So what has been the last few months like for you uh, getting ready for this?
2: Uh, it's been great. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of the things that you, people have seen us do um, here with our program um you know, from what's happening on the floor, what's happening with marketing and community engagement, and all those things, I think it's just been part of you know vision a plan that we put together as soon as we hit the ground, and, and we've been able to um, hit the ground running. Um, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's been um, it, it's been everything I could have ever wanted. You know, in terms of an opportunity to lead a program and a great community, um, with supportive people that believe in what we're trying to do and how we're trying to just make everything feel small. and I mean, think about the way we're trying to engage and pull people in. Um, and then we've spent a lot of time building the culture with our program, with our kids. Um, we're trying to, you know, showcase what we have going on inside You know, the, the arena, we're inviting people into practice. And I think they've seen a group of guys that are committed to growing talent, growing young men with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, a lot of heart. Um, and, you know, we we're still, you know, growing. You know, we're getting towards where we want to go. We're not there yet, but I'm excited about what this team can become and ultimately what the program can do.
0: What kind of style do you want to play this season?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think if you walked away from the game, I would love for you to say, man, that team's versatile. Uh, team plays really, really hard. You know, they value basketball. Um, they play fast in spurts. You know, we do want to get up and down the floor, but we don't want it to be detrimental to, you know, our ability to win games. You know we have some we have some guys that you know when we get a defensive rebound, you know we we can we can get up and down, I mean, we can move the, we can move the ball with the blue bodies, we can attack the land. we can get guys shots, and you know we want our guys to play some freedom, and they they work hard, you know they put in all this work all year for thirty one guaranteed nights to play college basketball, so we want to give them some freedom to be able to attack on an offense, and then they got to give us everything.
0: Uh, Who are some of the key players that uh, the fans can expect to uh, maybe contribute this year? Yeah, from the previous group, I I think thus
2: far, I think um, you know, Janelle Horton and and, uh, Willa have had really good preseasons with their ability just to to defend and make plays um, to really kind of be the engine, if you will, um, for our team, especially, you know, defensively and then getting us into offense. Um, you know, with our transfers they he shot the ball really well in the preseason. We're excited about him. Dre Perry has just been a just a constant leader for us, man. Every day. He just comes in with his hard hat and his lunch bell and goes to work. And I think he's a, a blue collar kind of guy being from Baltimore. I think he's a guy that people will root because, I mean he gives his all. And every time he gets on the court he's giving everything he's got.
0: Looking at this roster, it's, uh, you know, you know, we talk, I'm from Philadelphia, and you've obviously coached in uh, Philadelphia. There's a lot of players from Phil- the Philadelphia uh, area. Uh, what is it about Philadelphia that you you brought some of these players ab- aboard? I mean, I love it. I spent eight years in Philly. Um I wouldn't be in this position
2: without that experience. Um, you know, I, I gravitate towards that area because it, it breeds competitors. It breeds tough kids. It breeds winners. Um, you know, we got a couple of guys, man. You, you pull them out, and they're coming out clean. And, uh, you know, they're they're not guys you necessarily want to mess with. And, and um, I, I think if you look at the college basketball landscape and you peel back some layers, a lot of teams that have won over the last five to six years, they've filled up guys through and through their rosters.
0: How much... Obviously, this, the, the uh, Great Danes did not play in front of fans last year because of the pandemic. How much are the players looking forward to having uh, fans back in the stands uh, on Tuesday night?
2: Oh, they can't wait. They uh, cannot wait. I think mean, just to know that they can play in front of their family and their friends and, you know, be able to, um, you know, have people cheer for them and feel that energy. Going to a gym and feel heat, you know. Last year, I can remember coaching games. You know, you felt that winter draft flow through the arena because there's no people inside the building. So, I'm excited for them. man. you know, I'm just excited for the lights to drop and the lineups to be called and the smell of popcorn and hear the fans. And I know our kids will can't wait for it. Also,
0: looking at the schedule, uh, you know, this, your second game of the year, you're in Philadelphia again. You go down to LaSalle. How much fun is that going to be?
2: No, it's going to be great, man. You know, it's going to be great. My family's coming down. Uh, It'll be great to see some friends and family. You know, Coach Dunphy, who, you know, I wouldn't be in, anywhere in my career without him. He's going to come to the game. He spoke to our team We're in Philadelphia for our scrimmage. You know, Ashley Howard's a really close friend of mine. I uh, get a chance to coach against him. You know, get a chance to bring a team in the and compete and play. I mean, listen, I'm living a dream, you know, every day with this opportunity I'm going to enjoy each second of it, um, but we got to get out there and compete each other win games.
0: And I'm looking at another game, November 22nd, in the Eastern Kentucky Invitational. You take on the University of Kentucky. What is that going to be like?
2: <laughs> I'm worried first about
0: Towson.
2: But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I actually grew up, you know, um, as a ball boy for Coach Cal Perry when I was young. Bruiser Flint, who's an assistant there, and John Wilber, who's on their staff, um, you know, they kind of helped raise me when I was young. Um, it would be great to take our team there. I mean, it's one of the special, special places in all of college basketball to take your team into that environment and play against some high level guys and test yourself. It's great, and we we'll learn from it, and it's going to make us better.
0: What has the, uh, you yeah, know, obviously, you know, you're on campus, and so what has been the excitement level uh, for the team and for you uh, coming aboard uh, this being your first year?
2: Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, we've been well-received, man. I think people have been tremendous to us. They've just been accepting. Um, I think they're excited for the season and, and what we're trying to do here with our team. And they've been great to the guys. You know, I think we've elevated the platform for the men's basketball program here on campus. And, um I think kids, you know, there's a great awareness for our program. There's, a, you know, there's an excitement for it. I think there's a lot of kids that, you know, just want to have fun on college campus. There's no better way to do it than a college basketball game for a couple hours cheering, going crazy. So we're trying to create that environment.
0: Have you had a chance to study the other teams in America East and uh, what are your thoughts about that?
2: Oh, uh, no, not much. I mean, you know, the way we did a little bit of work into it in the summer months, but, you know, right now, I'm just focused on the game in front. It's a thousand after thousand. We'll get ready uh, for LaSalle. After LaSalle, we'll get ready for Harvard and so on and so forth. But um, it's a really good league. I mean, there's great coaches. Um, you know, there's really good programs. You know, obviously, what Vermont's been able to do, with coach back over a number of years, it's really impressive. I mean, they're just such like a disciplined team. You know, Stony Brook, coach, Forward, you know, they, they get up and down, they're aggressive. I think they can really score. They got some really good guys coming in the program. Coach Fair, UMBC, I think he's going to continue the legacy that they've had you know, over a number of years. I it's good programs, good coaches. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be hard and competitive to try to win games, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to those
3: challenges. But I'm excited for where our team can become when you think about where we are today, you know, in
2: November, where it can be as the season progresses. Yeah.
0: What do you know about Towson, uh, uh, the team you're playing on Tuesday, and, and they have a former great Dan in Antonio Rizzuto?
2: Yeah, Rizzuto's a good player. Um, and got a chance to coach him for a couple of days while he was here. Um, you know, he shoots it, competitive kid, really versatile. Um you know, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard challenge for us with him and Terry Nolan, you know, the transfer they have from Bradley. You know, big guard, knows how to win. Baltimore kid, tough. Um, you know, kid Timberlake really shoots it on the perimeter. But Coach Curry's team's I amazing mean, for a long time. Um, they're physical, they're tough. And they're going to offensive rebound, they're going to barge you, they're going to hit you, they're going to test you. Um, there's no better way to start the year off than, being tested and Towson's a really good program. Um, coming coming from the CAA, you know I'm hoping people come out because it's going to be a hard fought game.
0: My last question to Dwayne: uh, When are we going to get a Wawa here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could do it right now. I mean, <laughs> Wawa's to go. Anytime we go recruiting um, into Philly, I stop at Wawa and get a get a hot sandwich and. Um, You know, I I get the shorty. I don't get the the, the big one. I get the shorty, but... Uh, Wawa is one of the best convenience stores ever made, and you know we try to bring back some drinks and some salt pretzels for the guys from
0: Philly when we hit that town. Oh yeah, I mean I, I get down there to visit my mom every once in a while, and you know I you know get the Wawa, get a coffee, get a you know sh- shorty, and then visit visit the Philadelphia uh, Salt Pretzel Factory to bring up back pretzels. So it's just, so I bring the Philadelphia back with me. So it's uh, it's great to bring that Philly uh, connection here. So maybe one day Wawa, if Wawa is listening to this, please come to the Capital Region. <laughs>
2: We have a couple customers. I guarantee that.
0: Yes. Well, Dwayne, appreciate a few minutes. Uh, g- good luck this season, and we'll, we'll talk during the season.
2: All right, man. You be good, man. I appreciate the
0: call. Up now is the U Albany Women's Basketball Team. Head coach Colleen Mullen's squad went seven and eleven last season, including five and seven in America East play. The Great Danes reached the America East Tournament semifinals. Here is my conversation with Colleen Mullen. Well, Kylie! welcome back to the podcast, and how are things going right now? Great, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't complain. The question I've been asking a couple of the coaches here, how does it feel to be back to normal?
3: Well, um, the new normal is a little, it's much better than the, than uh, what it's been for the last year. It's it's just been so nice to be able to have, um, you know, consistent practices and, and. To be able, excuse <laughs> me, um, consistent practices to be able to like, you know, anticipate that tomorrow, yes, indeed, we will have practice. Um, so that's been that's been good, and and I think too, there's there's still that like underlying like kind of anxiety or you know question mark is how will this year go? Um, but I think right now our team has done, done just such a tremendous job of focusing on being where their feet are and taking everything in stride um and there's just so much there's so much gratitude uh, that I'm seeing within our team and our program um just to be able to to get to do this and get to practice and have a season um you know, so I, I think, you know, we, we always said better times were ahead, and, and right now we're just focusing on um, taking it one day at a time, and, and we're so excited um, that we're going to have fans back in our, our arena.
0: I mean, how tough it was was it last year for the continuity? I mean, you yeah, one day you're practicing, the next day you're in protocol for a few days, and it just had to be just uh, driving you guys crazy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there was just so many layers to it that were, you know, caused a lot of, you know, mental stress for our players. I mean, not to mention, we have, we had freshmen, they had never been college students before, they're taking online classes, Um, everything's different, they, they're not experiencing any sort of social interaction, they don't have an outlet. Um, and then just the day to day, like not knowing, are we going to practice tomorrow? Is our opponent that we're supposed to have on Saturday going to be the opponent we're going to have? So, as players, it was stressful. As coaches, it was stressful. And then you know when we would have our pauses or our shutdowns, um, you know the the impact it had on our obviously, like I mentioned, our, our mental health, but our physical health. You know the the deconditioning, the you know the fact that we didn't have any sort of you know strength and conditioning, you know, so I feared for my players' safety at times, you know, and I just always made sure that, you know, it was safe for them to practice, it was safe for us to play. So there were so many other factors that you had to go in to think about um, and to just keep them, you know, focused and, and feel rewarded that they were able to continue to practice when they when they were um, when everything kind of around them was was crumpling they still had basketball and basketball could be consistent for them and and something they could look forward to
0: yeah you know I'm looking back into the schedule from last year you guys only had five home games last year out of the 18 you played. that had to be a little you know the imbalance had to be kind of nuts
3: yeah that was very stressful you know certainly for the conference it it, it paid it's it, it took a took a big toll for our conference because we did play, um, you know, a a lot of the top teams coming off of – uh pauses and the fact that we only had four home games in the whole conference when other people that were, you know, like Stony Brook, I think they had five home weekends. So it was difficult and being on the road, but you know, at the end of the day we were just like, we just want to have a game. And every single non conference opponent we, we played last year was not somebody that was on our schedule. You know, we're picking up teams like Fordham and Seton Hall and Marist, um, Hofstra. None of those teams were, were were on our schedule but they were New York teams so we knew that they were going to have similar similar COVID protocols and um, it was going to be a more safe place for us to play staying you know kind of in our state.
0: Well let's look ahead to this season. I mean you guys coming off you got to the uh, American East tournament seven finals last year lost to a uh, top seed at Maine after beating New Hampshire in the uh, quarters. Yeah, give us a look at inside what's going to happen this year with this team. Is this a team that's you know, really coming together in, in these practices so far?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've just I've really loved to watch this this team um, this year. It's been so fun to coach and and you know surprisingly enough, Ken, I've had players tell me that practice is fun, which is very exciting. Um, so I think when when the players are having fun, the coaches are having fun, and the coaches are having fun, the players are having fun, and it's it, it's been a really positive environment. Um, and it's just been a growth mindset, I think. Last year, um, they spent so much time together, and, and they really built a, a unique bond. Um, and we decided to give them a little extra time after the season last year, and, and school ended to stay home longer instead of bringing them back in their normal, quote-unquote, summer session time. Um, so we brought them back, um, you know, in August instead of June. And, and I think that they were ready and recharged. And, and there's just a, a new mindset on the team where we've we've added some – we've added some like really terrific um you know freshmen and newcomers to a really solid group of returners where you know i think at glimpses we saw what our team was capable of you know having a big east win last year uh on the road was was a huge highlight for us um especially you know thinking about the the number of practices we had. So there was, there's a real, there was a really good foundation there. Um, And then the newcomers have just really, um, you know, gelled nicely. And, and we just have unselfish players that are bought into each other. They're bought into getting better every day. And, they, they're one of the hardest-working groups I've ever been around, and you can just tell that there's something special about this team. Yeah.
0: The two p- players in particular uh, made, uh, made some, won some uh, American East All-Commerce honors last year, and the first name, if I mispronounce it, please tell me, Helene Hagerstrand. <laughs> Yep. yep. No, you're good, Ken. No, That's I, right. I, so, <laughs> Better yeah, than I, I, I Yeah, I like to say, I, 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 when my business, usually when I'm just writing, I just have to learn how to make sure I spell the name correctly. Uh, for three years, I just had to learn how to spell Shane Goss' Bears' name. So, so that was a <laughs> one itself. But yeah, her and uh, Kayla Cooper was on the all-rookie team. Uh, they're, they're your two uh, main cogs this year? Yeah,
3: I mean, we're really excited about both uh, of them. Um, you know, Kayla gives us such a dynamic look inside the post, you know, she's really athletic and she's undersized. Um, so, you know, when, when she's got somebody bigger on her, she can really face up and attack them and use her speed and her quickness. And then when she's got somebody, um, you know, smaller, she can post up and use that that strength inside. So she's a really dynamic player, terrific rebounder, and, and Hellion just really stretches the defense with her shooting ability. Um, you know, and, and she's been playing, you know, practicing and playing really well in, in these um, preseason scrimmages, so really excited about them, but, you know, Lucia de DeCortes has been somebody that really had a breakout year last year, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she was just in shape, um, you know, and she got stronger, and the opportunity with the graduation of Lexi Schechter, she really stepped up, and uh, has proven herself to be a terrific post defender and is continues to improve every day and um, and just you know adding a lot of a lot of new faces we're we're really really deep this year. You know, Grace Heaps coming back. She was another starter who can really shoot the ball and just a, a, a terrific leader on the floor. And and Fatima Lee, who, um, you know, after the blanket waiver went through last year with transfers, she, she was able to play in some conference games. I think she was active. Her first game last year was being um, after she practiced for literally like three days. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see some great things, you know, out of her as well. And, and, and finally, uh, Morgan Haney's healthy after tearing her ACL, uh, both A- two ACLs and an MCL. So she had three surgeries, um, and hasn't played since her freshman year. So, so two years without basketball, um, and was playing 30 plus minutes for us, her freshman year and, and having her back, she gives us more depth at the, at, in the backcourt, Um, And then we've added some nice freshmen, too. So it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some familiar faces. Well, I guess not too familiar because the fans haven't been there. Uh, But we just have a really, really nice group of balance, and and everybody kind of brings a different um, skill and a different type of, um, you know, dynamic to to the team. Um, So really finding those good lineups um, is going to be key for us.
0: You mentioned the fans, Colleen, and we'll leave with this last question here. What's it going to be like Wednesday night when you play Hofstra there at Seth Arena? And finally, there's, there are fans in the stands after, you know, playing in front of empty seats last year.
3: I, it's going to be so exciting. I think I'm going to have to really calm myself down, number one. The adrenaline's going to be pumping, but really get the players um, to, to stay focused and composed because that energy that fans bring and the energy of things – feeling more back to normal and playing in a game, um, after this, this past year, um, you know, they've earned it. They deserve it. I'm excited for them, but there's going to be a whole new energy. Fans bring just such an energy. And last year when you're playing kind of in an empty gym with the stands, I mean, we didn't even have our, our, our stands weren't even out, um, our bleachers. So it really kind of felt like a scrimmage almost some of the time. So this is going to just be an amazing environment. It's going to be, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we, we have a nice game, and, and, and I think the fans are going to enjoy kind of our new style of play and our new faces. And um, I think it's going to be just a great brand of basketball for people to enjoy.
0: Well, Colin, I appreciate a few minutes talking on here on the podcast about your season, and uh, good luck, and uh, maybe we'll see an American East Championship later on this season.
3: Thanks, Ken.
0: We did reach out to new Siena women's basketball coach Jim Jabir, however, we weren't able to connect. We'll try to have him on the show soon. And that will do it for the podcast. I would like to thank Carmen Massarello, Dwayne Killings, and Conley Mullen for coming on the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers.